0: Can I invite you, please, to open your Bibles to Philippians chapter 4. We're going to continue our conversation with the fruit of the Spirit, and we're going to look at the word peace. And I'd like to give you some real quick comments before we go to the text of Philippians 4. Uh, well, in fact, let's go, to, go go to Philippians 4, look at verses 4 four and 5, and then I'm going to make a segue from back to last week. Philippians chapter 4, we're talking about peace, but look where, look where 4 starts. And I read this last week just real briefly. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Now remember last week I told you the word joy and peace in St. Paul's writings are almost bookends. I think 30, I can't remember, it's either 18 or 32 times he puts the word joy and peace together. So remember joy is a celebration and exaltation of the beauty of who our God is. As we focus on who our God is, our hearts are filled with joy. We end up singing Joy to the World last week from Psalm 98. Joy is focused on the greatness and goodness of God. But I said to you last week, joy and peace go right together. So look how the text continues. Look at verse 5. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. So verse 7, the peace of God. Verse 8. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard or seen in me, put into practice and the God of peace will be with you." So verse seven, the peace of God. Verse nine, the God of peace. Now, let me, let me read you a couple quick things that came to me this morning. There are two words for peace in the, in the Bible. The Old Testament word, which you know, is shalom. The New Testament word is irene. Both mean peace, but they have a different connection. They refer to the state of well-being. It means basically, may all of you be whole and well. Now, this is now. Listen, you gotta listen to this now. Remember, joy and peace come together. So, if joy is about the exaltation of the beauty of God, so we need to think about how awesome our God is. Peace is connected. Now, watch this. If you don't have peace with God, you'd, if you. If I back you up, if you don't have a right, a good, whole relationship with God, you don't feel peace and if you have a wrong relationship with any person, you don't feel peace. Am I speaking the truth? Listen carefully. Peace is connected to righteousness, rightness. To have peace in your heart is to experience that you have peace with God. So I didn't go there because of time, but in Ephesians 2, 11 through 18, there are three phrases, peace with God, peace from God, and peace to God. You get peace in a relationship with God. Listen, listen carefully and everybody, real fast. The scriptures say before you were born from above, listen, you are an enemy of God. God is your enemy. So when Christ died for our sins, we became not enemies, but friends. Not just friends, brothers and sisters. Not just brothers and sisters, adopted children. Not just adopted children, co-heirs with Christ. So all of a sudden, because of what Christ has done, we have peace with God. So what happens when our, our relationship with God is off? When we sin, when I sin, excuse me, when I sin, my relationship is off. Now, don't misunderstand this again. Please, please, please hear this. If you have been born from above, you cannot. It is impossible, I believe, if you have truly been born from above to be out of, out of relationship with the living God. It is impossible. If Christ has called you out of darkness into light, if he has given you his spirit and given you regeneration, new life, you are his. His. So relationship cannot be broken, but fellowship can be broken. So when I sin, when I sin, the relationship as God's child is not broken, but the fellowship is. So if I am breaking fellowship with God, watch now, I have a lack of peace. If I have a broken relationship with any of you, and I know it. So if Rich, if Rich and I are in enmity with each other, And I've said something to offend him or he, me, and we are in a broken relationship. Every time I see rich, what happens to my heart? Either it gets hard or it gets soft or I run away. Because I don't want to be, I don't want to be with rich, because we have a broken relationship. We have broken our relationship with each other. So listen now. The fruit of the spirit cannot be given. Let me say I'm gonna say this again every week for the next seven weeks. The gifts of the spirit. All of them are given by the Lord to us. These are gifts. But the fruit of the Spirit cannot be given. It is cultivated. That's why, watch now, watch, follow me. If I'm in a bad relationship with you or someone, I have no peace. Let me push carefully, carefully, carefully. I don't want to diminish or hurt anyone's feelings here. But could it be the level of medications we are on, the need we have to be medicated with alcohol or drugs, legal or illegal, so much of that is connected because we're not in right relationships with God and each other. Not pleased to hear me. There are chemical things that happen. Absolutely, we need the doctors and psychiatrists to help us. Don't hear what I'm not saying. But why do people in Des Moines who look at our our state say the highest level of depression that they see, the highest level of anxiety is in Marion County around Pella, Iowa? Could it be, could it be, could it be that we're not rightly related to God? Could it be that we're not rightly related to each other? And therefore, anxiety, 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 anxiety. So we can say, well, well, it doesn't really matter. No, no, brothers and sisters, hear this. How you relate to people affects your level of peace. If, am I speaking the truth this morning? You're all looking at me like, it's an icy cold day. We don't want to be here. Help me. Are you hearing me? Give me a couple more sentences. Listen. Peace is a way of life. We don't become peaceful. We carry peace the peace of Christ. We don't choose to be loving. We are loving. We don't choose to be joyful. We are people of joy. We don't choose to be peace-filled. We carry the peace of Christ. So let me stop. Let me ask you to do some self-introspection. If you do not feel peace right now, Can I ask you to just look at your own heart and your relationships? Do you have a broken relationship with anyone? If you have a broken relationship with that person, what is that doing to your sense of well-being? Now, do you see why Jesus said stuff like this? If you come to worship, and if you remember you have something against your brother, Leave your offering at the temple, at the altar. I learned something. I never thought about this. The text was written to people in Galilee, which was about 880 miles from Jerusalem. What did Jesus say to those who are in broken relationships? If you know you have something against a brother or sister, take your offering, leave it at the altar, and walk. 80 miles home to fix your relationship. Why? Because when relationships are broken, we have no peace. And the peace of Christ is ours to receive, it is ours to live out of, it is ours to share. But if I'm, not, if, I'm wrong, if I'm not righteous, right relationship with God or with you, there is no peace. Let me go to another sentence I wrote this morning. When, hold, hold, hold your finger right here. Go to, go to Galatians chapter 5, page number on the screen. Go to Galatians 5. We talked about this several weeks ago. Galatians 5, look at verses 22, 23, and 24. So it says in verse 22, this is our our text for the fruit of the Spirit. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such there is no law. Look at the next phrase. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires over desires. Look at verse 25. Since we live by the Spirit, Let us keep in step with the Spirit. Now, look at specifically relationships. Let us not become conceited, provoking and envying each other. So he's talking about relationships. Go back to chapter 5, verse 13. Life in the Spirit. You, brothers and sisters, were called to be free, but do not use your freedom to indulge the flesh. Rather, serve one another humbly in love. Verse 14 for the entire law is fulfilled in keeping the command, love your neighbor as yourself. Now look at verse 15. If you bite and devour each other, relationships get wrecked. Watch out or you'll be destroyed by each other. So, I say, walk by the Spirit and you will do not, not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the flesh desires what is contrary to the Spirit and the spirit what is contrary to the flesh. They're in conflict with each other so that you are not to do whatever you want, but if you are led by the spirit, you're not under the law. Now, look at the ways relationships get broken. Verse 19, the acts of the flesh are obvious. Sexual immorality, what happens to a relationship when you and I share an immoral sexual relationship? Impurity, what happens if we watch porn together? debauchery, what if we watch, tell dirty stories, look at inappropriate things? What happens if we choose to serve idols, go after idolatry things, cars, jobs, children, whatever, witchcraft, the idea to control? How about hatred? What happens to relationships? Discord. What happens to relationships? Jealousy between men and women, boys and girls, mothers and fathers. Fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, envy, undra- drunkenness, orgies. I warn you as it did before that those who do this will not inherit the kingdom of God. But, 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 but the fruit of the Spirit is love and joy and peace and forbearance and kindness and goodness and faithfulness and gentleness and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Now look at Verse 24. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let's keep in step with the Spirit. And now back to relationships. Let us not become conceited, provoking and envying each other. So what have I just said for the last 15 minutes? When we are not rightly related to God and to each other, we move into Galatians five nineteen through 21. Envies, faction, slander, or all kinds of sexual pain. But if we keep in step with the Spirit, what do we see? Love, joy, peace, patience. So now, now I'm going to go back to my sentence that I used over and over and over. What we're asking each other to do and to be is to develop a cultivated life in the circus of distractions. If we live a life filled with distractions... How easy it is not to be right related to God. In a circus of distractions, how easy is it for me to blow off the hurt I have toward you or you toward me? And the result? We have no peace. Let me push. You cannot, you don't get, send me peace. And the Lord says, forgive. Bless Grow your heart. Bless those who persecute you. Pray for those who diminish you. Bless and do not curse. Why? So you can live with peace. This, again, you cannot get peace except for the peace Christ gives for a relationship that is eternal, that is given. But all this relational stuff is something you cultivate. So this is a, so critical that we should choose to go here. Not my time. OK, let me go to well, uh, Slide seven, please. So if the word for peace is "shalom" or "Irene," it may, means, "May all of you be well, all of you." So we think that means f- it, can, it can include physical things. It includes all of you. So let me push, could it be that so many of the the, the internal maladies that are killing us are fundamentally connected that we're not in right relationships with God and with each other? What would happen, let me just push, what would happen if you went to someone whose guts you hate? We don't hate, do we? Someone you dislike. And what if you said to pretend this is a person I'm in broken relationship with. What if we said we are going to try to repair this relationship? Now, it takes incredible Holy Spirit empowerment to walk into that kind of a setting. But what happens when we do? And what gifts do we receive? What do we offer? We offer the love that's been given us, a cultivated fruit. We live with joy because we're focusing on the beauty of our God, and we experience peace. You push, if you are a very, very anxious person right now, may I ask you, are you rightly related to the one who loves you most, a good, good father? And are you in good relationships, especially with people you live with or you work with? If you are not, I would bet, if I was a betting man, that you do not have peace. I know someone who, um, as an athlete, received a, a very inappropriate and difficult situation from a particular coach. And I know this person, some years afterwards, after career was done, went back to the person, the coach, who was inappropriate and was hurtful and basically offered an olive branch of repair. That's what I'm talking about. Now the scriptures say this, as much as it depends upon you, you live at peace with all people. So we try. We, 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 offer, we offer the gift of peace. And you, if you flip me off and blow me off, okay, all right. But I've offered you the gift of peace. I've offered you an attempt to start again. So that now do you see where we start this whole series? John 15, Jesus said, I'm the vine and you are the branches. If we remain in him and his words remain in us, what happens? We bear much fruit. What fruit do we bear? Love, joy, peace. May I ask again. If you don't have peace in your heart today, would you ask yourself, how is my relationship with the Lord? Is there sin in my life? Are there specific sins I have chosen to commit that have made me feel shame or condemnation or a hiding or a fleeing from him? This good, good father we're gonna sing about in just a moment. Or if I have no peace, who am I hurt with? Who am I angry with? We push. This is hard medicine to strike, to swallow. But what's the alternative? It's anxiety, and it's worry. I was gonna go to Matthew six. Jesus said, don't be anxious and don't worry. And what did he say? You cannot serve two masters. You love one, you hate the other. But you can't, and then what does he say? He said, seek first my kingdom and my righteousness. Why? When Jesus is preeminent, when he is primary, when our relationship with him is right, watch now, when this is right, then I want things to be right with Chris. When this is right, this becomes right. Yes? When this is not right, I don't care about this. Jump in the lake. You're a jerk. I hate your candidate. She's an idiot. He's a jerk. He's stupid. Wow. So then how much peace do I have with that? Let me just play with this now. Can I play with you? (laughs) Who's gonna be the next president? Oh, all these debates and all these people and all this stuff my dad has a wonderful phrase for me I call him up on Sunday nights he almost always ends with something like this Kevin as long as Jesus stays on the throne everything's going to be okay <laughs> so if I believe that our God is mindful of all the world and all people And his plan of salvation history is running out as he has so ordained. If I'm confident that he is a good, good father, then I can have peace. No matter who the president is, or the mayor, or the superintendent, or the pastor, or whomever. And if that relationship is right, boy, it's pretty easy for me to say, okay, if I can trust a good, good father, I'm going to trust him to do what he says. And he says, Kevin, if you have something against someone, just leave your gift at the altar. And you go walk. Now, think about this now. You walk eight, zero miles to fix the relationship. Why? So that you can experience peace. The fruit of the Spirit is love love joy, peace. Love, and, uh who started over here? Kathy, just Kathy Evenhouse, just talked about love is the first one. The fruit of the Spirit is love, and in some early translations, there's a stop grammatically, there's love, and then comes all these, these, these quantifiers, these subpoints. Joy, connected to the beauty of God. Joy is connected to peace. When I know how beautiful God is, oh, then I have peace but in a circus of distractions, but everything is so loud, and I'm looking at my phone 2,614 times a day, and I'm being stimulated all the time. My phone's going off in the middle of the night, and all these things are happening. (laughs) Be still and know that He is God. When I know He is God, that He's a good, good Father, I get the gift, the fruit of peace. And wherever I go, wherever you go, we bring peace. What did Jesus say to the disciples? I'm going to close with this. Worship leaders, come on the platform, please. What did Jesus say to the disciples when he sent them off, the 72? He said, when you go into a town, look for a, this is the direct quotation, a man of, what's the word? Peace. Why? Because the man of peace in a village 2,000 years ago was probably the critical person in establishing the atmosphere of that community. You go find that man of peace and you hook up with him and you'll be just fine. Can we be women and men and boys and girls of peace? It depends on what our relationship is with the Lord. We cultivate a love relationship with the Lord. Out of that comes what? What? comes his presence. Out of abiding comes presence. Out of presence comes fruit. And wherever we go, whatever we do, people see Jesus in us. People experience Christ through us. And it's not because of anything we do. It's because of who we are. Would you pray with me, please? We ask, Lord, that we would be mindful that you long to develop deep, deep love relationships with each of us. We acknowledge you are a good, good Father. Can we take a moment in the deep recesses of your own heart? If there is some way, some place, some relationship that is broken and is not righteous, Would you bring that to the Lord? Just name it. Name that situation, that relationship, which is creating anxiety and anger and hurt. If there is specific sin in your life, would you name that before the Lord? He knows, but would you name it? you leave it with him that haven't been showered again washed again you're free to run and play and dance and sing because you are a loved child Lord I pray this week we'd be a people who seek to have your words filling us long to have your spirit's presence filling us that together your children children of a good good father would bear as we go love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and goodness and gentleness and faithfulness and self-control we love you Lord thank you for the gift of relationship and good fruit. And we pray in the name of the one who is the way and the truth and the life. We pray in the name of Jesus.